You're listening to the Beauty in the Network podcast, hosted by Jasmine Jones, licensed cosmetologist, bridal beauty team owner, and business coach to beauty pros and creative entrepreneurs. Tune in weekly for tips, tricks, and hacks on how to up-level your lifestyle, maximize your productivity in your business, and use the most efficient and up-to-date marketing strategies to get your business seen online without the burnout. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here's today's episode. Hey guys, so today I am going to be talking to you guys about four mistakes that I made when I was scaling my business for the first and second time. If you guys know, I am scaling for the third time, which is totally mind-blowing and I just feel so grateful, so thankful, and so blessed that I am one on this path to not only, you know, build a legacy for myself, but that other people can now step into my business as team members and I get to help them support their own personal goals by employing new people. So I am really excited for that. But let me go ahead and tell you all about what you can expect from today's episode. So today's episode, like I said before, I'm going to be talking about four mistakes that I made when I was scaling my business for the first and second time. And some of these tips are um, great tips if you are not scaling your business right now, if you are just starting out, or if you have been taking a little break and you really want to get back in and go really like hard in the paint and start attracting some of your dream clients and these tips are definitely going to be beneficial for you. So as you guys know, or if you don't know, over here on my podcast is more of a deeper dive, more unfiltered, more raw when it comes to just different personal mindset shifts that I had to make when it comes to, you know, stepping into that inner CEO that I love to talk about. Because in order for you to have a successful business, you need to have a mindset that backs it up. If you are trying to aim for big goals, but yet you are constantly, you know, doubting yourself and overthinking and you know all of those things and you're gonna have a uh not a hard time but it's definitely gonna be a challenge for you because it was definitely a challenge for me so let me go ahead and jump right on into these tips and I'm gonna go ahead and start off with tip number one tip number one is not having a launching timeline so if you do not know what a launch timeline is a launch timeline is basically something that you can use throughout the the year which would help you if you do any kind of content planning if you have um like a certain time during the year where things are a little bit slower or things are a little bit faster definitely make sure that you map those things out and make sure that whenever you are launching new services products or promotions that they align with that time so me not having a launching timeline. So what this looked like for me is um, the first year when I was trying to scale and I had um, a team of five, what I was doing was I was just kind of showing up and I was just uh, promoting everything. I was just starting to really have my um, communications and social media manager help me utilize the Instagram platform a little bit more. And we were just talking about a whole bunch bunch of stuff we're like book hair and makeup book engagement sessions book boudoir sessions book you know whatever book your bridal portraits and 
I really did not have a set in stone plan. I knew what services that we always, uh, you know, attracted, what we booked, but I really did not have a plan. It was just like Monday, we talk about brides. Tuesday, we talk about engagements. Wednesday, we talk about boudoir. And we were all over the damn place. We were all over the place. And people were a little bit confused because they're like, okay, well, now she's talking about, you know, timelines and getting ready on the wedding day. Now she's talking about boudoir. Now she's talking about engagement sessions. And people did not really know how to follow what we were trying to do because we really were just winging it. We were really just like trying to talk about all of the things because we didn't want people to just think like, oh, they're just a bridal hair and makeup company. That's all they do. They don't do photo shoot makeup. They don't do this. They don't do that. And I was really, my aim goal was really like, okay, well, we have these girls on the team. Let me go ahead and, you know, promote all these services so that I can book these girls out on these uh, services. So it was coming from a good place, but I feel like the underlying layer of me trying to just promote everything and anything was a little bit of scarcity. One, because I had, you know, girls on my team who were, you know, they were so excited to work for me. And when they were working for me, they they already knew like, okay, well, we know like these dates are, you know, come as needed or um, they're not going to be like, oh, well, you're going to get six weddings every month or, you know, something like that. They already knew that it was freelancing, which means, you know, it might be a wedding date this month or it might be three wedding dates next month. We might have nothing the next month, whatever. And I was just like, I need to, you know, do all of this for these girls. I need to do all of this so that they have you know like steady income and they have all of these things and I just put so much expectations on myself that it ended up and just sounding like a dang on uh like a, a cluster a cluster f right so I was like okay well I need to do a little bit better I need to get a little bit more strategic I need to get a little bit more um streamlined when it comes to what I am promoting and when I am promoting them right so now what we do is we have a launch calendar and I've already, it's currently right now, if you're listening to this in real time, it is uh, September, like middle of September um, of 2020 and we already have our uh October, November, December launch planned out both for the bridal company and for the coaching company. And then for January through March of 2021, we already have all of those details already mapped out. So this is just a example of what you can do. Now, if you are somebody who's a little bit newer into your field, maybe planning out your launches that ahead of time that might not work for you because you still need to figure out like all of the ropes all of the you know seasonal changes like oh well you know people are getting ready for you know the new years they want to plan out some content or whatever it is you know whatever your special expertise are whatever niche niche you are in make sure that you know if there are seasonal spikes within your business that you are preparing for them and that you are promoting offers that will support that, especially during that time. So not having a launching timeline definitely nipped me in the booty. And that's something that we no longer do anymore. We don't just wing it. We have a mapped out plan. And even though we are still in this pandemic, 
I, I was talking um, a little bit in my stories one day and I said, you know, my goals have not changed due to this pandemic. They might get shift. They might get, you know, altered a little bit, but my goals are still the same. So if you are somebody who has been tweaking your goals or maybe lowballing your goals, like, oh, well, let's just see if we can do this one little thing. Don't lowball your goals. Still aim high because you will still aim somewhere in the middle, right? And somewhere in the middle is way better than aiming, you know, absolutely like too, too low. You don't want to lowball yourself. So having a launch plan is definitely going to be something that is so beneficial for you as you grow your business, because you're going to know what you need to be focusing on, what service, what product you are needing to be, you know, mapping out and preparing people for whenever you do launch that item. So launching is something that I love to do. And I'm actually going to be holding a free workshop sometime very soon. You can find out a little bit more about it in the link in my show notes if you want to sign up for my um, launch with success free workshop training you can find that in the link in the bio um, in the in the description bar but let me talk about number two number two mistake that I made when I was scaling my business for the first and second time was I thought that I needed to double down on my content right so Like I said, I had, you know, five girls on my team the first time when I was scaling. And then when I scaled for the second time, I had uh, 14. So that's how many girls we have currently right now. Or actually, we have um, a a couple of people pending right now because we have some amazing interviews set up right now for some um, new states that we are working on. So I'm super excited that we are expanding, that we're doing interviews for new staff members. So that is going to be getting changed really soon. We're aiming for at least 20 artists on our team. But I was thinking that I had to double down on my content because one, I am a huge fan of Gary V. I love Gary V. And like, I just love his energy. So sometimes when he'll, you know, show up and he's like, you got to post three times a day, you got to post five times a day, you got to do this, you got to do that. And at that time, I think we were posting on uh, Instagram and Facebook around like four or five times a day, I think. Or maybe it was like, it was probably like three or four times a day, right? So if we're posting, I mean a, a week. So if we're posting three or four times a week and I'm listening to Gary V and he's like, post three times a day, post five times a day. We literally started posting three times a day or five times a day. So five times, you know, three or four, that's like a lot of content. That's like 20 pieces of content in a dang on week. And my crazy self was like, okay, Gary, I'm posting. I'm doing all of these things. But really, it was just noise. It was noise because I really was not prioritizing quality over quantity, right? So what that means is I was just posting a whole bunch of stuff. We were just posting like, oh, hair and makeup and, you know, like hairstyles and engagement sessions and boudoir and, you know, like I was saying before. And this, yeah, it helped us get, you know, likes and comments. But I always talk about 
Likes and comments do not pay the bills. We don't want to just post content to get a like or says, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Oh my gosh, this is inspirational. Oh my gosh, this is, you know, whatever it is, because that's not the goal that our business is setting up for ourselves. The goal for our content is to convert a person into becoming our client. So if your content is not telling somebody, hey, this is why we're the best. Hey, this is why we know what we're talking about. Hey, this is how we can service you. This is how we can make you feel, you know, amazing, special, you know, depending on whatever niche you are in, right? I am in the bridal field. Now, when it comes to the bridal field, um, a lot of people tell me like, oh my gosh, bridal is very like cutthroat. And I don't really see it that way. And it's because, um, I think it's a little bit because of my mindset. And I think it's because of the confidence that I have built up for myself over the years, I feel like bridal is like second nature to me. Like I breathe it in, I breathe it out. It's easy for me. And it's because when I became a hairstylist, I already knew that bridal, special events, special occasion, hair and makeup styling, that was my jam. So it was something that was like embedded into like who I am. So whenever I was showing up and I was just, you know, making noise and talking about everything and anything, I was not really being strategic in, you know, preparing somebody to become a client with me. So once I noticed, okay, Jasmine, you're literally posting, you know, three times a day and, you know, five times a day, you know, you're burnt out and your assistant is, you know, on the verge of being burnt out, but she was still like, hell yeah, girl, let's do it. You know, like she's like ride or die and I freaking love her. And I had a come to Jesus moment with myself and I was like, listen, this is not what it is and we need to shift this because she's tired. I'm tired. And when I was tracking my results, because guys, I was so big on tracking my results still. So I was tracking my results and I see, okay, maybe out of the four posts that we're posting in a day or the five posts that we're posting in a day, maybe, you know, one post is getting um, a click to a website or maybe, you know, every third post was getting, you know, a save button or whatever it was. And I just started to double down on those, right? So I was seeing, okay, well, people are really loving you know, when I talk about, you know, the customer's journey, the customer's experience, right? So we would post a photo of one of our past brides and we would say, oh my gosh, like, it was such an amazing time working with Alex or working with Megan or working with Dacia or one of our amazing brides. And we would just kind of give a little bit of a backstory about, oh, well, you know, she opted in for our, you know, our bridal package and she experienced this and that and her wedding day was smooth and everything was fun and, you know, happy-go-lucky, right? And those posts actually got more engagement, more clicks to our websites, more traffic to our profile, like clicking on our profile and visiting visiting it. And those posts were getting more traction. So I was like, okay, Jasmine, you see what is getting more traction. So instead of just double down on, you know, creating masses, massive amount of content, be intentional, right? And that's so funny because last year, um, my word for the year, yes, I do have words for the year, and my word for the year was be intentional. So I was like, okay, Jasmine, be more intentional, put out less content, but make it more intentional. Make it more so that it is a specific outcome that you want them to do after they read that post, after they read that caption. So 
we started incorporating storytelling into our uh, content strategy. And if you do not know about marketing, storytelling marketing is literally where it is at. Because storytelling helps people visualize themselves in your client's shoes or in the picture that you are trying to create, right? So when you're trying to create these pictures and when you are trying to, you know, attract a client to become, um, you know, one of your customers or when you're trying to attract a customer to become one of your clients, you are being very purposeful. You are making sure that you are speaking to them and not everybody, right? So I was talking about how I was talking about engagement sessions and boudoir sessions and just everything and like the whole kitchen sink, right? So when I started to say, okay, well, let's just talk about the wedding day experience. Let's just talk about the trial run experience. Let's just talk about, you know, our signature style, right? We have a signature style, which um, is called natural glam, right? We did not invent natural glam, right? Anybody can just say like, yeah, we do natural glam. But we talked more about why we do natural glam and how we do our natural glam and what um, specific um, um, services are included within our makeup services or our hair services, what you get, right? So once we started doing that, we started to see like, oh my gosh, so many people are finding us from Instagram. So many people are, you know, actually converting into sales on our website. So many people are, you know, going to our Facebook page and like liking our page and saying like, hey, like what's your availability, right? So when I was doing this, I was like, okay, we're on to something here. And then that's when I decided as a business owner, okay, I see what's working. Let me double down on So I, as the business owner, as the leader of my team, I said, let me go out and invest in courses, into coaches, into programs, invest my time into learning more about these strategies that I see are working for us. So once I did that, I went back to my assistant that helps me with content and I said, okay, girl, so I'm about to teach you some stuff. Here is how we are going to be doing, you know, X, Y, Z when it comes to content creation, when it comes to blog creation. She helps me um, not just with Instagram, some of the uh, Instagram content we repurpose on our Facebook content and then we repurpose that and turn it into blog content content. So repurposing is definitely something that you need to do. That's just like a bonus tip. But when it came to just learning more about doubling down on creating intentional content, that is really what skyrocketed our business along with some other um, of our marketing strategies that I love to talk about when it comes to building community around your brand, building brand awareness and those specific launch strategies when you have those services or promotions. Those are like my expertise when it comes to um, creating strategies because I love to be very out of the box when it comes to just getting seen online. If you do not know, when I was getting seen online, I was not really prioritizing paid ads or anything. And it was because I really did not have a budget for it. I did not have a budget for, you know, massive amounts of, you know, paid advertisements. So what I was doing was I was doing everything organically, meaning I did things without a uh, ad budget. And I would just, you know, show up and I would be intentional and I would have a game plan for my assistant and then I would have a game plan for myself. And that was our growth plan. So our growth plan was kind of built around our content strategy and it worked 
so perfectly guys it works so perfectly and this is something that I tell you how you can do step by step with the framework that I created for my business that helped me actually um realize like hey this is an actual plan that is helping me get seen that is helping me you know attract more uh not just clients but a tribe of a community that wants to support and share my brand right it's not just about you showing up and doing everything under the sun because when you start scaling if you can have other people talk about your brand as much as you do then that is when you are in a win-win situation and that is what our content was doing for us that is what our growth strategy and marketing plan was doing for us so we found out that we could actually cut back down on our content a little bit and we can just post like four times a week and we can still get traction we can still get more leads we can still build our tribe and our community at the same time if that is something that you're interested in if you are really serious about growing your business and you need guidance and you need help and you want to know how to do it without breaking the bank definitely use the link in the description and just reach out to me and I can tell you a little bit more about my private one-on-one coaching and how I have it set up, how I have the content mapped out, and we can talk more about that. But number three, and this kind of goes into number two, but number three of the mistakes that I made when I was scaling my business for the first and second time was not setting boundaries. Now, boundary setting is something that I talk a lot about now. Um, when I go live over on Instagram, when I am making posts, because I had I had somewhat of boundaries, but not really, right? So when I was scaling for the very first time, when I had five girls on my team, one thing that I did not utilize was I did not have my communication hours everywhere. I thought that the places that I had my communication hours, I thought that they were... Um, good enough, but I really did not get intentional with where that uh, communication hours were showing up, right? So now I have communication hours in our general information. When you go to our Instagram highlights for my bridal beauty brand, it tells them what our communication hours are, what our email hours are. Even on our uh, website now, we have it um, at the very... Uh, uh, bottom of the screen or not really at the bottom it's um on our contact page so that people knows like hey if I submit this inquiry then I am going to hear from them within these certain days within these certain times and a couple of things that I started adding into the business especially for the second time is I added like upgraded pages to my website if you do not know I I do my website myself. I don't have a graphic designer. I don't have um, somebody that I've hired. And it's because when I first got my website back in, I believe I got my website in 2014 or 2015. I believe it was 2014 because I was like, oh yeah, I have to get serious. I have to get a website, right? So I had my website and it was so janky, y'all. It was so janky and it was it, it was a work in progress for sure because I am not a tech kind of girl right so I'm not a tech kind of girl and I was just kind of like you know winging it and I was like okay well the website looks decent so we're just gonna let it be right so I made sure that whenever I you know had my website pages that I ingrated in some upgraded pages right so I had once somebody submitted their 
um, increase to my bridal beauty business, I had a second page that would pop up and say, thank you so much for inquiring with our business. And it just told them like, hey, go and check your email. Make sure to check your spam folder and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, you know, like, this is the email communication time. So it was on that contact page and then it was on that thank you page and then I already had my automated emails set up at that time and I made sure that I had my email communication hours that were uh, visible in that very first email that they got from us right so I had it there in those places, but I those were all of the places that I had it, right? So it was times when it was um, like a Friday night and, you know, I was traveling back and forth. Um, I was still living in Charleston at that time, so I was just kind of like driving back and forth and it was getting busy. It was getting very busy and we had shoots going on, we had wedding dates going on, we had trials going on and I, me as the business owner, I knew, okay, yeah, like I'm going back into my, into my messages on Monday all of the clients that are you know getting married you know within that weekend like they've already had communication with me they know what's going on but what was happening was you know I would have inquiries that they would probably like ask a question like okay they would get their welcome email and we would be talking here and there and I didn't have my email communication hours on my um just my conversations moving forward, right? So I was just kind of like, oh, well, they know. They already saw the email communication, like when they submitted their application or when they submitted, you know, whatever. And people were like, you know, double reaching back out to me like, hey, I just wanted to make sure you got my message. Hey, I just wanted to double check that you see that I'm interested in um, like a proposal and blah, blah, blah. Now, this is a good thing and this is a bad thing, right? So it's a good thing because people were showing that they were interested. People were showing that they were eager to work with our business as we were evolving, as we were growing, as we were, you know, shifting our content to, you know, be a little bit more intentional. And I was loving it. I was like, okay, good. Like people are excited. People want to want to book me. And what ended up happening was, I realized that I did not um, keep up my end on telling them like, hey, just to, you know, as a reminder, this is our email communication times. This is when you can expect a message. And it wasn't their fault. It was really, you know, my fault as a business owner because I should have still reiterated like, hey, these are the boundaries. These are the times that you can expect us to be, um, you know, replying to your messages. So what I ended up having to do was, you know, I would see people kind of getting um, a little... Uh, spicy or not really spicy they were just kind of like hey hello are you here and I had to um or I didn't had to or um I felt like I needed to so I went in on those messages on days when I was traveling and days when it was crazy and I was like responding to messages like, you know, sitting in the car waiting in the parking lot before I would go into an event or I would, you know, be responding to messages late at night because I wanted to let people know like, hey guys, like I see you, I know that you're interested and I was just like giving them the details that they needed, right? I was just like, okay, like you need this, okay, like let me send it at 7 o'clock at night, let me send it at 8 o'clock at night. Let me send it to you when I'm sitting here in this parking lot about to, you know, head into this wedding. 
And that was really um, energetically draining for me. That was a very energetically draining for me because when I see people are, you know, saying like, hey, Jasmine, like what's going on? Like, are you going to message me back or whatever? Then I get like, you know, anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to think that my communication is terrible. They forgot that we only message people around this certain time. And I was like freaking out. So I was freaking out and I was like, okay, well, I need to make this a little bit better. Now, one thing that you need to know, and this is just an additional tip as you are expanding as a business owner, as you are expanding your business, is to make sure that if there are any problems that pop up in your business, that you address them right then and there. Not necessarily as an email, but as a business owner. And you can say, okay, well, I see when people get to, you know, phase one or, you know, step four that they're having this hiccup or they're asking about communication or they're asking, you know, what does this mean? Or can you um, elaborate this or whatever it was? And that just told me, okay, I need to focus my time on this specific problem. How can I make this seamless and frictionless for my clients as we grow and scale, right? So if you are not becoming a problem solver within your business, then these are definitely going to be some um, habits that you need to start working on, right? Become a problem solver, right? Don't just say, oh my gosh, people are, you know, giving me anxiety and they're doing this and they're talking about that and I don't have any free time. Figure out, okay, how can I change this situation to make it better for me and make it better for my clients, right? If we're not thinking that way, then we are going to forever be in that same problem because we're just trying to, you know, cover it up with a blanket, right? Like we're not going into the root of the actual problem. So once you go to the root of the problem and you're like, okay, I need to be a little bit more verbal with my communication hours. They need to be everywhere. So let me go ahead and make note of that. So now we have communication hours within our contract. We have communication hours um, on every single email signature that we send out. We have our email contact hours um, on our automated um, welcome response for our messages, right? So if somebody emails like my actual Gmail account or something like that, then they get an automatic email that says, hey, thank you so much for, you know, reaching out to us. We might be out on a location right now, but we will get back to you within 72 hours during our email communication time, right? So I had to become the business owner and said, okay, well, people are not really uh, seeing these email communication hours. So how can I reiterate that? How can I tell them in remind them about these boundaries so that I can actually have a life on the weekends and not become a slave to my business, right? We don't want to have a business so that we are, you know, in our emails 24-7, you know, morning, noon, and night. We want free time. We want flexibility. And we do that by setting boundaries and being intentional with our with our communication. So definitely make sure that you do not make that mistake that I do and be very verbal, be very transparent, be very um, like in their face with your personal communication hours. And let's go on to the very last one. 
So this is the number fourth mistake um, that I made while I was scaling my business. And it was second guessing myself and not trusting my gut. So I know if you are a creative, if you are a hair and makeup artist, if you are anybody that deals with overthinking or, you know, just second guessing yourself or whatever it is, then this is going to help you in life and in business. One thing that I was doing when I was scaling my business and especially um, last year um, when I had uh, 14 girls on my team is I was always second guessing myself and it was because I had these you know crazy extravagant or I wouldn't say crazy they were like very audacious and they're very big and ambitious goals that I had for myself and I would see like a visualization of oh my gosh this is what we can do we can make blog content around this and then we can do this and that and that and then I would get in the motion of creating that project or creating you know whatever it was that I was so excited about and then I was like oh wait um no 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 I'm not gonna do that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit I'm gonna switch it up I'm gonna do xyz instead right and I was just like not going with my gut not going with my intuition and it was because I didn't want to be um like I was very out of the box at that time and we were getting a lot of traction we were getting a lot of traffic to our website traffic to our Instagram page and our uh our Facebook um page started to grow a lot and I was like oh my gosh well people are like paying attention people are like coming in real hot right now and we we had like just amazing success with our business last year as you guys know um we almost hit six figures but I feel like I definitely would have helped our business hit six figures if I did not second guess myself I was kind of in a headspace of okay Jasmine yeah you have this team but who are you really to have a team like you're only like 25 years old like last year I was like you're only 25 years old and you're over here managing a team of 14 and you're doing this and you're doing that like girl you have not been in the game you know for like 30 years and doing all of these things and I was just second guessing myself because I was like oh well I don't really have you know years and years and years of experience Experience, you know, when it comes to this, or I don't really know um, the, the right connections to make for this. And I had to go back to my old self of Jasmine, you got here. And yes, I, I, I talked to myself. I'm like, girl, what you doing? Jasmine, like, I don't know. But um, I had to make sure that I had to go back to myself of when I was so excited and so um, just ambitious of when I was starting my business because I was ambitious and I was so excited because I was using my personality to my own advantage. Now, my personality... I love to be a rebel. I love to be weird. I love to be out there. I love to make people say, like, hold on, like, what? What? What's going on? Like, okay, okay, this is different, but I like it. And that is my personality. I love to be out of the box. I love to be strange. That's just me, right? So when I was, you know, showing up, I was like, oh, no, 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 that's way too out of the box. Like, I don't know how our ideal client is going to, you know, perceive this. I don't know if it's going to rub them the wrong way. I don't know if it's going to resonate with them, right? And it's so crazy because some of the things that we are doing now 
now within our marketing strategy for um, um, this quarter. Um, in the last quarter that we did, quarter three um, for 2020, those are all of the strategies that I was kind of second guessing myself on. And it was just me showing up and showing more of my personality. And my personality is, is very fun. It's very animated. It's very out there sometimes. And I thought that I had to water down my personality in order to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I thought I had to water down my personality to, uh, I'll say connect more. I'll say connect more for, for right now. And what that did was that really made me feel like I couldn't be myself because I was like, oh, well, I can't show up and be my, you know, my Jasmine self because I don't want to uh, overwhelm people <laughs> with my personality. So what I ended up doing last year in 2019 was um, we were doing um, a handful of live. We were doing a handful of lives over on our Facebook page and over on our Instagram page. And then it slowly stopped because I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to let my assistant just have Instagram. She already knows the game plan from the year before. She already knows what's going on. She already knows, you know, what our um, dream clients want because I already had that training with her. So when I was just like letting her use the profile and just kind of doing, you know, as we were doing, but I was not sure showing up. I was not in the stories as much. I would kind of pop in every now and then and say just like, hey guys, it's Jasmine and blah, 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 blah. But I was not doing it on the daily basis as I usually do. And it was because I just kind of had to gather myself a little bit and I had to just had to come to Jesus, Jesus moment with myself like, Jasmine, why are you playing yourself? Why are you downplaying your personality? And it was because I heard or uh or not heard or I had the impression of you know in order for you to have a successful business you need to fit this mold you need to look and talk like everyone else your brand needs to be cohesive and if your brand looks like you know like the sore thumb and you know a group of you know 10 other businesses then you are not going to do well because you are you know way out of the box right and that was the complete opposite that was the complete opposite and now that I am you know showing up in my stories more over on my bridal page and you know just doing more lives and just connecting more with people and showing my personality they're like oh my gosh you're so fun and you're just so you know happy go lucky and joyful and all of these things and I attract those clients who have similar personalities to me right I attract those you know extremely laid-back brides and extremely you know, like, oh, go with the flow vibe. And it was because they connected with me over my personality. Now, if you are not already using video, within your marketing strategy to grow your business, then you definitely need to be doing that. And it's because connection is built so much better when you are you know using video when you're getting seen through video because people can see your your body language people can see your excitement when you're talking about things right so if you are not really utilizing your full personality if you are second guessing whether you should oh maybe I shouldn't go live today or maybe I shouldn't do that that video or that collaboration and you're just kind of like 
not going with your gut. And this showed up too when it comes to um ads. As you know, I talked about when I first started, I did not have a huge ads budget. And that was something that was really like very at the end of my business. Right now we have, I believe right now we have almost like 3,100 followers over my bridal page. And we got that organically. We got that through my growth strategy that I created um, that was built around communication. I mean, um, community and brand awareness in our services. That's how we got there, right? So I was thinking, oh, well, in order for me to get more traction and get more this and more that, I need to test out these ads. So I kind of like lied to myself and I'm like, Jasmine, in order for you to get more traction and this, this, that, and the third, you need to be, you know, using more money on ads. So I was using more money on ads and I was like, okay, well, these ads that I'm using, yes, they're bringing traction to my brand. Yes, they're bringing, you know, all this greatness. But when I was using these ads, the ads, they were working. They were working because I took a class in ads. So I know how to um, formulate them so that I can actually get um, a return on investment. A return on investment is if you put in $10 and you, you know, get bookings and you get like $500 back, like that was a great investment, right? So I was using ads and I think I had a budget of like 80 bucks a month or something like that. And that 80 bucks, I really could have held off because we didn't need it. We didn't need it. And it was because people were finding us more through Google and people were finding us more through vendor referrals. And they were still finding us through Instagram, but they found us like after the ads were like ran, right? So I was like, our content is already doing what the job is supposed to be doing for the content, right? Our um, social media, um, for our Facebook, for our website, that plan was already working. It was already working. We were getting, you know, a ton of leads from Google, a ton of leads from all of these places. And this is also around the time when I canceled my paid advertisement for a very, very popular wedding um, advertising site. And it was because I noticed, like, we don't even need this. Like we don't even need to be spending this money on these ads because they're coming in for free because of who we are presenting ourselves to be and how we are communicating our value and how we are showing up. Even though I wasn't, you know, showing my full personality, they were still showing up. They were still interested in our services because how we were communicating our value. So those are my four mistakes that I made when I was scaling my business. I'm just going to quickly reiterate it. One is not having a launching timeline or a launching time frame that was specific to um, the seasonal flow of services um, in spikes in leads during, you know, certain months, during certain holidays. Um, the second one was thinking that I needed to double down on just creating more content, right? I was not focusing on quality over quantity and it showed and then we had to scale back and be a little bit more intentional with the content that we were putting out and be a little bit more purposeful so that we can prioritize profit over popularity, right? I was talking about those likes and comments. Likes and comments will not pay your car note. Likes and comments will not put groceries on your table because you need to have conversions when you are writing those captions. Captions that convert, right? And that's what I was doing. So the number three things is 
I was not clear on my boundaries. I was not clear on my communication boundaries, when somebody could expect to hear from me. And I thought that where I already had my um, details of, you know, this is my email communication hours, I thought that that was enough. And I thought that, you know, as I, you know, talked to them throughout the wedding planning process, that they would just remember and they would just know but you know people have lives outside of you know planning a wedding or getting their hair done or getting their makeup done and I had to really you know make sure that I wasn't just like oh well they know they know the email communication hours they know when they can hear from me I'm just gonna do my thing and I had to really become a problem solver and say okay well I see that um um they are you know reaching back out saying like hey did you get my message hey did you get this and that and all of the things and I had to really make sure that I was being efficient with how I was telling people like hey this is when you can hear from from us this is when you can expect to have a message and all of these things so I made sure that I embedded it into my contract I embedded it into my um you know follow-up sequences whenever I was reaching out for you know bridal detail check-ins you know four and five months um prior to their wedding day so that they remember hey this is when she talks to us this is how she communicates this is when she communicates so definitely setting boundaries and making sure that that was noted and the very last thing was second guessing yourself and not trusting your gut stop thinking that you need to be everything and anything to the clients that you are serving the only thing that you need to be is yourself right the only thing that you need to be is yourself and you become yourself by just becoming more confident with who you are and you do that by learning more about yourself as I scale my business and as I am you know (laughs) about to have a team of 20 and have you know more office staff and have you know a bigger and beefier brand I am you know still creating it so that I don't have to be in it 24 7 I don't have to be um you know responding to messages you know at all times of the day and I can actually have a life and I can actually you know show my personality and not feel like I have to water down my you know uh my my jokesterness or my animatedness or whatever it is and I just show up as me and people get attracted to me just by me being me right so stop second guessing yourself because if you have a feeling in your gut go with it don't second guess yourself just act on it and if you start second guessing yourself challenge yourself like I said before become a problem solver if you are not efficiently solving problems in your business and in your life then that's going to be a hiccup that is going to keep you stuck so if you are constantly overthinking yourself challenge yourself ask yourself why why are we feeling like this and this is something that I had to start doing and I call it or I don't call it self-coaching um my uh last coach is the one that actually really helped me um step into this of of self-coaching because she does this a lot and it's because I would get on a call and I'm like well I'm feeling like this and I'm feeling like that and I don't really know what's going on right now and I just feel like beat and she would say well why do you feel beat and I would say oh it's because like I'm not really showing up and I feel like I have to water down my personality well why do you feel like you have to water down your personality and then it's like like oh well I don't want to be overwhelming and no 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 well why do you feel like you're going to be overwhelming right so getting to the root 
cause, right? Just like I said with problem solving, if you are constantly throwing a blanket over what the real issue is, you're not getting to the root cause. So even if you lift that blanket up, you know, once you come back, that problem is still going to be there if you don't solve the root cause of the issue. So getting to the root cause of the issue is definitely going to be um, something that you need to be doing when it comes to self-coaching and just challenging yourself. Why do I not want to go with my gut decision? Why am I overthinking? Why am I second-guessing myself? And why do I feel like I'm not good enough or whatever it is, right? So definitely, definitely, if these four tips were helpful to you, please, please, let me know. Send me a message or just take a screenshot of this episode and post it into your stories and tag me. Let me know if you loved it. Let me know what tipped helped you a lot. And if you enjoyed this, make sure that you leave a quick little review and just let other people know about how this podcast has helped you in any kind of way when it comes to a tip or a mindset shift because people need to know that we have some good value over here. So thank you again, my loves, for tuning into this episode. Make sure to check out the details in the show notes if you're interested in my private coaching or if you are interested in my free workshop that is going to be all about launching with success. I cannot wait for you to tune in to some of my additional episodes because I'm going to have some of the amazing ladies who are going to be joining me for my Beauty Brains in Business online event real, real soon. So stay tuned guys and have a great rest of your week. Bye.